This is a Spoonyville podcast, chronically candid conversations, and I'm your host, Morgan Green. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of A Spoonyville. Um, today I want to talk to you guys about fear, or fearing less, rather. So, believe it or not, you are not born with fear. You know, fear is embedded in us over time. Um... Like if you think back to a younger you, you're probably more vibrant, relentless, and just doing whatever the heck you wanted to do because you could. Like children are very, very stubborn and persevere a lot. So, um, you know, you tended to jump first and look second, but somewhere along the line, you grew more cautious. You became more cognizant of air quote. I'm doing the little air quotes, you guys. Danger and um, what potential consequences or repercussions are to certain situations. So, you know, when you learn things through life experiences, it changes your perception and how you approach life. And for some people, fear can be very paralyzing, you know, and that fear can be magnified when you're caught off guard with tragedy or like unforeseen circumstances. Um, Recently, I was in the house, of course, because COVID, um, watching Mean Girls. And I know y'all remember the scene from Mean Girls where Regina got hit by a bus, like, who saw that coming? That is exactly how I feel or felt um, in regards to my chronic illness, my astenia gravis. And um, I'm sure that if anyone has an autoimmune disease or a chronic illness, they can probably relate to that story. You know, one minute, everything is fine. You're happy. You're healthy. You're thriving. And without notice, like it all just changed. Like what the heck happened? You're literally hit by a bus. So, um, the majority of fear probably sounds something like, oh, what's happening to me? Depending on what your symptoms are, you might just think, you know, you're overworked or you're tired. If you guys can remember from like my diagnosis story that I shared a while back, I remember feeling off before I was diagnosed, but I thought it was just like my allergies and sinuses. And y'all, I was so foolish when I was going around for two weeks, popping Zyrtec like they were Tic Tacs, like a dummy. And, you know, thinking that, oh, it'll pass because that's what I had been used to up until that time. Just that was the only thing that had ever been quote unquote, walk the quote unquote wrong with me in terms of illness. Like I was just a seasonal allergy and sinus sufferer. <clears throat> but once that double vision and that droopy lid set in, I knew it was time for a doctor's appointment. Like it just, it seemed like it came out of nowhere, but there were warning signs that kind of uh, told me, hey sis, something is wrong. Um, so lucky for me that, you know, my ophthalmologist knew something was wrong and was able to kind of navigate me towards neuro and ordering MRIs and CTs and all that stuff. But unlucky for me, her eagerness to help me and figure out what was wrong was overshadowed by just the signs of her saying like, oh, your eye isn't moving. And it was playing on loop in my brain. Like think about thinking you're healthy, going from being a perfectly fine young woman, cause I was young y'all, okay? I was in my prime, um, living my best life. And here it is. I all of a sudden am experiencing all of these symptoms. And you have a ophthalmologist telling you that your eyes are moving and ordering neuro stuff. So it was crazy, you know, and that loop of that moment just intensified my fear. 
I don't really know if doctors recognize that the manner in which they give a patient news concerning their health can literally make or break the patient just based off of their own life experiences and how they handle things. They say don't shoot the messenger, but the messenger is very, very important, especially as it pertains to your health. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, when the neurologist told me that I had MG very nonchalantly and matter of factly, I was kind of like frozen. I didn't really know what to make of it. Um, I felt okay. Like, yes, I have a name to it, but it, I don't think it hit me at that time. Whatever paralysis I was in um, was broken when I heard that were incurable, though. You know, he kind of explained the disease in like more technical or medical terms that I really couldn't understand. But again, I might have just been in shock and gave me a prescription for the medication and sent me on my way. So but I had two different extremes. I had one who was very, very, you know, oh, I want to help you. We're going to get to the bottom of this, but giving me information in terms that I could understand and it sent my fear out the roof. And then I had another doctor who didn't really make a big deal out of it. He was just like, ah, this is just what it is, but didn't seem like they really wanted to help me. It didn't give me a, um, I got to stop saying, um, didn't give me a path for any hope as far as what my life will look like beyond that, you know? I thought that understanding would help ease my anxiety. So y'all know I turned to everyone's best friend, Google, for answers. And for hours, I web surfed, reading horrible stories and looking at pictures like bedridden individuals, scientific data and studies that just confused and overwhelmed me. And with each click, with each website, like the despair and like the pit of my soul grew and it just broke me, you guys. I know that sometimes knowledge is power or sometimes it could be suffocating and just not the thing that you need. So MG for me particularly, because that's what I suffer with, is one of those special diseases in which the cause is often unknown. So it was literally like, I'm Regina and MG is my bus. There are a bunch of theories within like the medical field as to what causes MG, but there's nothing really concrete. Some people say it's hereditary. Others say it's not. Some, you know, um, it's just all over the place, honestly. You know, and while experts may not agree on the cause, what they can agree on is what it does. So I find it very, very helpful or try to reclaim some of that fear by putting it into my own words and watering down the medical terminology to my understanding and something that I'm comfortable with to not make it seem like such a bad word. If anybody out here is a Harry Potter fan, y'all know about Lord Voldemort and how they always say, oh, he who shall not uh, be named. But that was giving him power. So I didn't want, you know what I'm saying, the chronic illness to have power. So I needed to understand it. And I needed to be able to call it by its name um, because that made it just a little less scary for me. That worked for me. So when people ask me what it is, I say MG is a neuromuscular autoimmune condition in which basically my immune system is attacking the signals that tells my muscles to function. So a person with MG can experience things like droopy lids, double vision, difficulty chewing, talking, swallowing, breathing, leg, arm, neck weakness, anything that you have to think about, you can voluntarily move by thought. And um, I choose to use the term condition instead of disease because it just seems less hopeless. (laughs) 
disease strikes fear within me for some reason, you guys. Just circling it back, I realized that I kind of went off on a tangent, but I'm gonna bring it back for y'all. Um, disease, something about the word disease strikes fear in me. It sounds like something that you can catch, something infectious or detrimental, whereas conditions are just like the current state of things. And that to me offers hope. You know, yes, I'm currently experiencing this. Yes, I'm in the middle of this, but it won't last forever. This is not the end. And so I like to use condition, but you use whatever terms that take away the fear and make you feel most empowered, you know, because after the fear of what is happening, you subsides, you move into a state of fear of what's to come. How do you function normally with this, you know, for lack of better words, death cloud looming, even though MG is not a terminal illness. But having a chronic illness feels like a terminal illness. It feels like because your old you or the you you were before your illness is going to pass. You know, that's not who you are anymore. So because I mean, basically, you stop living, stop living your life. You're afraid to do anything because it might upset your body. It might send you into crisis. It's going to cause a flare up. It's just it's a spiral. And it's goes back to that paralyzing fear. You know, as afraid as I am of what could happen if I decide to do things, I'm more afraid of not living my life. You know, I'm coming around the block to five years with MG and um, having an incurable autoimmune condition is scary AF. It is 100% possible to get your symptoms under some type of control. You know, it takes time, trial and error, lots of patience, self-compassion, all those things. Um, But what I've found is that it requires you to face your fear head on and don't run from it or let it overtake you. Don't let what anyone says, and I mean like anyone, so that's your doctors, your parents, your siblings, your friends, speak fear into you. Don't let them say things that paralyze you into not living because the only thing that you cannot get back is time. You know, if you were like me and you did Google, don't let other people's stories dictate how your story went because none of us are the same. You know, MG is called a snowflake illness because no two people experience it the same. And a lot of us, even within the rare community, rare disease community, um, with the same conditions, we might not all experience the same symptoms. That's why all the same medications don't work for us. It's not cut and dry. So grab your pen and write your own book. I want each of us to take back the power. Be brave, be relentless, and be fearless. So that's what I want to leave you guys with today. Um, short, this was just on my heart and I really wanted to share. So um, if you have MG or another chronic illness, Talk to me. Tell me how you've overcome the fear that's come along with it. If you've experienced any fear, what things have you tried? What has helped you? And um, if you're still struggling with post-diagnosis fear, I challenge you to channel your inner bone crusher. I'm showing my age. But yes, channel your inner bone crusher and repeat after me right now. We ain't never scared. We ain't never scared. If y'all don't know what I'm talking about, just go ahead and Google uh bone crusher or youtube and you'll get it then um and if you are scared just fake it until you make it because one day it's gonna be a true statement that is all i have for you guys until next week stay ill